And then they pull down the back of the van and like, you're under arrest. Welcome to One Night in Bangkok. I'm Sav. I'm Charlie. And I'm MJ. And together, we're bringing you the crazy travel stories from around the world that never made it into the guidebooks. Cabin crew, prepare for takeoff. It's time for Ticket to Tell, where we give you a boarding pass to have a shot on the mic. Each week, we'll ask a question and share our favourite answers. What's your funniest drug-related moment overseas? I was in Croatia, doing Sail Croatia, and we had stopped on a particular island and um, one of the boys there had like saw some drugs, so we were all um, taking that. And um, if anyone's from Melbourne, they will know a club called Tramp and they will know that the creatures that go there. Um, unfortunately, I was one of those creatures. Um, but there was this club, I can't remember where I was, maybe Dubrovnik? And it just reminded me of Tramp. So like we were all having a super fun night, um, but the boats left at like a stupid time in the morning. Like we were going to this other island, so we had to leave early and all of the boats like um, parked side by side. My boat was the furthest one. So like you had to go through all the other boats to get to mine. So it was like four o'clock in the morning and we just left the club and we were like stumbling back to the boat not really knowing where we were going and me and my friend ended up on the wrong boat um (laughs) so embarrassing but thank god you know all the boats were going in the same place because um we had to stay on the boat for like half a day and then get like fair not ferried but like a little from out from the big boat into a little boat onto our actual boat um because we had got on the wrong boat and um the captain was not happy with us um but it was a wild and fun night for sure um we didn't learn our lesson because we got in trouble a couple of times after that but um yeah that night was super fun and hilarious um yeah so i went to babylon festival with some friends and as it goes you take some you know some psychedelics sometimes and it was late at night and you know the night had been very fun very wild and we were chilling out by just one of the arch structures and it was near the 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 lines or the grounds the edge of the grounds and i looked into the woods and i saw a lot of orange and red lights and to myself I was like you know that really looks like a fire why is no one doing anything about it bushfires are really bad this in this area so why is no one else freaking out so I like am staring quiet someone makes eye contact with me I make eye contact with and it's like oh my god there's a fucking fire I get up and start running towards the help tent and my friends are in the background So as I'm running away, trying to go get help for the fire that no one else is doing anything about, my friends are yelling at me, Mary, there's no fire. Mary, you're just cooked, babe. Come back. Mary, come back. There's no fire. 
Sure enough, I realized that I was just hallucinating and thought that a bushfire was occurring and no one else saw it but me. So, grab your boarding pass and you too can get involved. Head to our Instagram at one night in BKK podcast. Slide into our DMs and send us a voice note of your answer to this question and you might feature in a future episode. Welcome back, ladies. One night in Bangkok. How are we? Okay, I'll go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been asking how are you in the I know I got off off guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? MJ and I used to live in the same house and in the last like couple of weeks we've actually moved out and we've put our big girl pants on and we've got our own little places. So I feel like we were just all sitting there like, who's saying what? <laughs> <laughs> new dynamic uh my exciting news is that i oh i got the first dose of covid vaccine i'm half vaccinated oh wow one down one to go so how uh, was yeah. it explain mm. look i don't want to put anyone off because i need to make the full disclosure that i have a serious needle phobia so yeah i, I cried a lot but <laughs> the only side effect i had was um just like a dead arm, standard, standard vaccination, like nothing else really happened. So, yeah, that's exciting though, isn't it? What a time, it almost sure a is. year on, year on from something we didn't know was coming and now it's almost over, I guess, I hope. I just want to be able to travel again. <laughs> just jab me, jab Same. me so I can get on a plane already. I know, please. <laughs> yeah. Begging for it. But we are talking about drugs, not so much vaccine, but drugs, I guess. We are discussing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sure are. More recreational. Well, I guess the vaccine kind of is recreational if it means you can get on a plane. (laughs) Yeah, we can link it to that for sure. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's okay to say or not. I reckon it is. We'll run with it. We'll run with it. We've had a drug episode already, but it's one of our most popular episodes. So let's do another one, basically. Yeah. What do you think that says about our listeners, ladies? (laughs) Says they're loose. (laughs) Bunch of loose units. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, I think so. (laughs) Well, the other most listened one is sex. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, bunch of loose units. Correct. What's not to like? They're two of the best things. <laughs> no, I know, I know. So, uh, Sav, what do you got for us? Oh, I was trying to think, but I actually kind of forgot this story until we had to brainstorm what we were going to speak about today. And I reminded myself about a time I lived in, I did a student exchange. So I lived in the Netherlands for six months in this little town quite close to the Belgian border. And it's called Tilburg, like a real student town, probably like a few hours from Amsterdam on the train. And I obviously had heard about these coffee shops and hopefully I don't have to tell anyone, but we'll do it anyway. A coffee shop (laughs) is like code word for a store where you can go in and just buy whatever weed products you want. So whether you want to smoke it, you can sit in the coffee shop and smoke a joint. You can have the edibles. You can, and and it is a bit weird actually, if you've never done it before, because obviously it's illegal in Australia and most other places, but it was quite strange to walk in and get a folder basically of like a menu. It's like a menu, but the folder is like massive and you flip through and read about all the different strains and 
kind of decide what it is that you're going to do. So we had lots of fun with Space Cake while I was there, like just in general, living in the Netherlands for six months as if you're not. But this particular time was one of the first times that I'd ever smoked it. I'm trying to think if I had smoked it before. Maybe once or twice, like I'm 21 at this stage. So I I don't think I'd really done maybe once or twice. Like I said, like probably not the first time, but close to it. So one of the, like Erasmus is called, it's like a student network for exchange. So we were all paired up with like Dutch students to be like our buddies, if you like. And they also organized like social events. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, by the way, student exchange, best thing I've ever done in my life. Like if you're, yeah, if you can ever get the opportunity to do it, do it. But one of their outings was a tri- like a day trip to Amsterdam. And so, of course, I was like, yep, I want to do this coffee shop business. Like, what is this about? Take me there. And I was really excited. Anyway, we got there and everyone's like, oh, yeah, obviously we'll sit and smoke a joint. That'll be a fun time. I said, yeah, sure. But <laughs> what I didn't realize is that obviously like I, I haven't – and look, I didn't choose the strain like all the strength or whatever. I just had what <laughs> someone decided that, that they were going to buy, right? And I was like, yeah, I'll do that too. So <laughs> – I clueless, knew nothing, was just like, yep, this sounds great. And anyway, I went to the bathroom for what I thought was like five minutes and it wasn't until I came back out of the bathroom that <laughs> everyone's like, Stav, where have you been? I'm like, what do you mean? I was just in the bathroom. They're like, you've been gone for an hour and a half. I was in the bathroom. I, I had what I now know is like, Oh, this makes me sound so lame, but a, a green out? Is that what it's called? Oh, no, yeah, just yeah, like greening, greening out. out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love how you said that. That was so cold. <laughs> I wish you could see what Sav looked like when she was saying that. She was so hesitant, like, looking at us like, save me, save me, save me. <laughs> I was having a green out. Yeah, a green, green out. out. I remember I when so... I had a weed the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll so have I one felt... of your finest weeds, please. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have one of each, one of everything. No, so obviously I, I thought it had been like five, ten minutes, but I felt so sick and like I was just like rocking back and forth. Like I think at one point I was on the floor, like just sit, sitting on the floor, like get it together. But like I thought it had been like ten minutes max, hour and a half of that in oh. the bathroom. So, <laughs> Yeah, and that, I, I don't think I really went to coffee shops after that. I think it was like the one and only time I did that, like traumatized. But yeah, stuck to the PTSD. space cake after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun though. I remember doing a similar thing when I went like at the start of my s- snow season in Whistler. We spent like a week in Vancouver before going up to the mountains and it's legal in Canada now, but when I did this, it wasn't yet. And they've got the same like quote unquote coffee shops there. And I remember going and the menu was so good. And one of my highlights was I ordered a bong and like they come out so fresh and clean because it's like you obviously change it for every guest and it had all the ice in the chamber. And I was like, this is amazing, like all fresh, cold air. It was so good. And then they had like a an actual menu, like a munchie menu, and you could get like these like brownie thick shakes and it was so good. And my friend... My friend Ed, well, I'd never had dabs before and even still, like, I've never really done it before. A dab is like, I don't know, well, what, you get like a little bit of like the hash, I guess, and it's like you burn it with like, it's like two, you you have it like a bong still, but you burn this tiny little bit of like hash with two bits of like hot needles, I guess, and it creates this smoke and you have it, but it's such a fucking crazy high. And 
they were like, oh, you guys are from Australia. And we're like, yeah. And they're like, have you had a dad before? We're like, no, no, no. Like, what is it? And they showed us. And they're like, on the house, like, we'd love to give you your first dab. And we're like, fuck yeah, let's go. I remember. And like, look, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I'd smoked a lot of weed before I'd done this as well. So it's not like Sav's experience. But still, I freaked the fuck out. I remember I had to go out the front. And I was like, everyone's looking at me. I'm stressed. I'm all paranoid. Like, I, I, what's going on here? And my highlight I will never forget my friend Ed he had one of these like Sundays like thick shake smoothie thing and you got a spoon with it and he was trying to drink the spoon like a straw and he's like it's not working (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting nothing (laughs) oh what a bloody time what a bloody time what about you MJ well You triggered me actually, Sav, with the edibles because not too long ago when (gasps) we were living together (laughs) in our other flat. um, I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Yeah, this is fucking hilarious, this story. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know why I forgot about it as well because I've just wiped it from my memory. Traumatizing. um, I know. But also so high at the time as well, so quite easy to forget that that even happened. But anyway, so we were just chilling at home and one of our friends came around and we were just drinking wine and playing games and then all of a sudden she just like she just opens her bag and she's like oh I've just got this block of chocolate it's like an it's edibles yeah do you guys want some and we're like fuck yeah all right so we had like two strips each like so four squares each and we were fucked like we were (laughs) absolutely off our heads like I don't really remember much of that afternoon but I remember what happened next oh so all of a sudden all of a sudden there's this knock at the door and because we're so high and we like we've had problems with our neighbors before so me and charlie look at each other and we're like oh we're not fucking answering the door because it's gonna be that neighbor going off at us again so we made millie go and answer the door (laughs) and it's not the neighbor from across the way it's the one from downstairs which we've never even met before (laughs) and she's like oh is your bathroom leaking and she's like oh I don't know and she's like yeah well there's water coming from like our roof and you're directly above us and then Charlie and I had overheard the conversation and I had checked the bathroom and one of us which I think was probably me but we none of us remember who it was (laughs) but one of us had left the bathroom tap on when washing their hands after going to the bathroom and the whole sink was overflowing and it was like there was literally a pool of water on the ground that was like going through to the flat pool <laughs> So Millie runs back to the door and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're sorting it out. We're sorting it out. And she kind of left the door open. (laughs) And Charlie's gone to close the door and the the lady was still there. And as she's gone to close the door, she's like, what's going on in there? Like, do you guys need help or whatever? And Charlie then had to deal with this lady. And she's like, yeah, like, we've got it sorted. Like, just... Like, yeah, I was like, just, just chill away. out, it's fine. She's like, it's not fine. There's like a waterfall coming into my house. And I was like, don't worry, it's all good. Like, we found the problem. <laughs> She's like, well, what's the problem? I'm like, I'm like, um, it's fine. See ya, shut the door. <laughs> and I just remember having like the bucket, like, and just like pouring the, like, getting the bucket, like, filling it up with the water from the sink and like pouring it into the bath, which is the same pipes so like the water was filling up in the bath then and like there was just water everywhere in the bathroom like it was going underneath like the lino on the floor it was fucked (laughs) 
like who leaves the tap on? Like you can hear it running, and like none of us knew that that was happening until we had the knock at the door. Like it was just so ridiculous. And like the towel people were like, "Oh yeah, we flooded our bathroom." They're like, "How?" And it's just like we left the tap on. Yeah, we, we ate we ate some edibles and lost all control. <laughs> tap on it's so ridiculous <laughs> oh it's so good so just wanted to do a bit of housekeeping if you are enjoying listening to our podcast please we would extremely appreciate if you could write us a review and rate us, even give us a follow. That would be fantastic. You actually don't know how much that would mean to us. Yeah. One thing to remember is that we are completely independent podcasts. A lot of podcasts are on networks or they have people that do the editing or the producing for them. We don't have any of that. It's just the three of us actually cost us money to do this. So we um, (laughs) We don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what we're trying to say is if you, if you do enjoy it, if you have a laugh, yeah, please just hit a, it takes five minutes, just hit the review button, write a, write something nice and or just tell a friend because that's another good thing that will help. If you think, if you have a friend or a family member that might enjoy it, just share it with them because the more people that listen to it, the better, the more inclined we are to keep going past season one, which is almost at its close, by the way. Side I note. know, it's coming to an end. Don't we'll worry, be back. guys. We're, yeah, we're coming back. Don't worry, guys. It sounds like we're like <laughs> signing off like we can't afford this. <laughs> no, that, that was me like trying to a bit of a stick. Like, I was like, mm, you better. You better leave us a review or else. <laughs> this started so serious. It's, we, we can't afford this. Please help us. <laughs> help me. I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we do really want to – spread our community as well you know we want to we want to grow our little one night in Bangkok family and yeah if you want to want to get other people involved that you think are like-minded and would enjoy us that would be super super lovely of you yeah thanks everyone thanks in advance well should we get into today's story yeah absolutely I'm here for it let's go meet Simon he was having the time of his life cutting shapes in Mexico until He was nearly cut himself, and this is his story. Hello, Simon. Thank you so much for coming on One Night in Bangkok. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for asking. It's nice to have the question back on me. (laughs) (laughs) Just no one ever asked, no? No, not really. It usually just kind of gets going. (laughs) I've been taken back by surprise. And Simon, today we're talking about drugs and (laughs) you used to be putting it out there straight up. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about drugs, I thought it was crime. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Well, you submitted this story and it was it was a bit of a call out for an arrest and crime kind of episode. But when you submitted this story and I and I read over it, I realized I think that this is actually going to be a lot more suited for one of our drug episodes. We've done one before and we've definitely got enough content to do another one. So, here we are. I guess set the scene. Where were you? What were you doing? Like what what part of your life was this about? So this was right at the start of my um, backpacking through Central Central and South America. I know Mexico is North America. Spoiler, I was in Mexico. But yeah, I know it's <laughs> North America, but that's kind of, that was the trip. It was to go through Latin America. I actually started in Cuba for two weeks. And I don't know if you've been to Cuba, but 
Shiva, there's a saying, no is fassy. Like, it's not easy. It's horrible. Like, at times, like, you can't get, like, drink and detergent in a supermarket in the same supermarket. They're, like, different supermarkets. So, mm. it was a nightmare. The food was terrible. Like, it's a beautiful country. It's just quite repressed. And there was, there's obviously some issues there. So, then we got to Mexico and we just went fucking wild the minute we got there. And yeah, that's kind of how the story comes about. <laughs> <laughs> so, how does this story begin then? So in Tulum, uh, I was with the Dutch girl I was talking about earlier, Nidia. Um, we were having a good time and then Nidia got talking to this American couple. We were hanging out with them. They're like, we're going to Bacala. They're going to cross the Belize for a couple of days and come back. We're like, awesome. I skipped Belize because I was trying to learn Spanish. But then realised, oh, you know what, I'm not actually learning yet. I can go I can go to Belize for a couple of days. So I did that. And then we stopped at uh, Bacala. And Bacala is a beautiful place and... We met this Irish lad uh, called Paul and we're having a really good time, like all kind of vibing well, but I started to notice the American couple were getting quite obnoxious and basically getting on my tits a bit. So I was like, fuck, you know, I'm just looking forward to getting back to Tulum and getting away from them, <laughs> to be honest with There's you. nothing worse though when you sign up for like, when you do a date, like when you're at the hostel, you obviously meet people and you go and do day trips. When you're on a day trip, like it's kind of fine because you know you're going to get back, but there is nothing fucking worse than signing up for like a weekend or like a bit more of a bigger expedition and you don't get along with those people and you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, and that was exactly it. I was like, fucking hell, I'm looking forward to getting away from these guys. Like hmm. constantly arguing. I was like, this this couple's a nightmare. So we got back, <laughs> um, got back to Tulum. And so we met a chap, like the Irish guy, and he came back to Tulum with us. We're all there. We're in the car on the way back. I was like, oh, Nidia, like we're gonna we're gonna part ways like here. Um, we'll, we'll soon. So why don't I really want to do some, like take some MDMA with you? I don't know why this is how I'm like. Don't say goodbye about taking drugs with me. That's the way I saw it. <laughs> Um, also as well when you submitted the story I also kind of had this thought too like it's quite specific you were like I want to do MDMA with you like what what was the choice of like that drug in that moment I fucking love MDMA that's why (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it so much because I feel like when you think of Mexico like usually you'd probably think like people are having coke more so like it just seems like a a, a funny drug choice for where you were in the world I had to ask yeah, Nidia, her family is, she's Dutch, but she's from Colombia, her family. So she was quite anti-Coke, as you can imagine. Yeah, massive. And I, to, to be fair, at the start of this trip, I'd barely done Coke. By the end of it, I nearly had, a, I'm sure I nearly severed my septum. But, you know, <laughs> it was certainly the drug that I knew that would be fine with would be MDMA. So we were kind of in the car just going, yeah, it'd be really cool. And the American couple, obviously, they can hear everything. So they're like, yeah, it'd be great. And we got back to the hostel, we're like, how do we ditch these guys? And then we went, <laughs> went to, I went to receptions, I made, you know, I can buy MDMA from bold, but I'm quite bold like that. And so he was like, uh, yeah, I can get it for you. It's $50. I was like, nah, mate, I'm not paying $50 for MDMA. So said it to the guys. I was like, no, it's too expensive. I'm out. Like, I like a good time, but I'm not spending $50 on it. Uh, the American, I was like, oh, I'll get it for a sword. So no, it's fine. You don't need to buy my drugs for me. I don't need a sugar daddy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not going to call you daddy either. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> had that. And um, as we continued, he was just like, no, no, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I was like, no, no, I don't want it. Went up to the room and I was like, oh, 
God, he's doing my head in. I don't want to buy these drugs off him. Well, I don't mean to buy me drugs. Kane well, it's also like then you feel like you owe him something. Like you have to hang out with him all night and stuff. Like it, yeah, you don't like, owe anyone anything, I will say. But it's just like you just know that they think that they're going to have to fucking hang around you for the rest of the night. And you're like, you're signing up for a big deal there. But you obviously went for it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, so I said no. Like I said no the whole time. And I came downstairs. He went, got something for you. And I was like... Oh no 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 it's fine. He's like no 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 have it. I was like let it's like let me give you some money then because I couldn't can't just have you buy me. He's like no no it's my gift to you for a good time. I was like oh, I don't like I feel you. Bad. Did yeah, you feel I felt bad? real bad. <laughs> I was like oh I've been bitching about you all day and now I'm going to say thank you for the drugs. Um, and he's had the best time ever. He's like full bought you a gift. <laughs> yeah I know it's fucking bad isn't it? Really bad. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so as this continued, I was like, I went to guys with like, he's bought us the drugs. And they were like, just fucking take them. So we're like, okay then. And I was going to dab them because I'll be honest with you, I'm still, I was relatively new to drugs until I started backpacking. I bet I'd never done anything. Uh, and certainly backpacking, well, I say it changed my life in one way. It's also made me, give me a really bad drug habit. So, you know, <laughs> but no, it's not, it's not that bad really. <laughs> so yeah, you ended up having it. Yeah, ended up having it. Uh, we parachuted it in, in, the, in our bedroom, just away we went. Uh, For I our listener, bu- I have to stop you there because I know what that means, which <laughs> my mum, again, I always talk about my mum listening to this podcast, like, well, yes, mum, I know what that means. But for the person listening, can you explain what parachuting means? Yeah, so we would, we split um, a gram of MDMA into, into um, some ripped up pieces of Rizla and then tightened them up to make them look like little parachute bombs and then bombs away and then we dropped them. Um yeah, we'd done, yeah, a third of a gram each and we were rushing and just having a great time. Now I put, I had the baggie on me and it was a little bit left, a tiny bit in there to, to dab and we took it out with us and we went out to went outside and we went off to a bar in Tulum, like two blocks away from, from our hostel. Having a really good time, dancing away, like New Year's with a guy, Paul's doing well with his girls, I'm just fucking on the floor like, hey, time of my life, throwing some <laughs> shapes and then the couple are still there as well. And then the woman from the couple has come up to me and she's gone, Simon, Joel's buying more drugs. Can you please stop him? I was like, oh, I'm really There is so much wrong with that. There is so much wrong with that. Sort it out yourself. Like, why ask this random guy you just met to tell your boyfriend? There's so many red flags and issues there. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I was like, oh, Okay then, because again, I felt like I owed them something. So I was like, yeah, no worries. So I've gone out there. I'm like, Joel, your missus is telling me to tell you to stop buying drugs. And then this guy just jumps out of nowhere, that's a little Mexican fella. Uh, you fucking the cartel? I was like, no, 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 all good, bro, all good. He's like, you're fucking the cartel, you're fucking the cartel. I was like, no, 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 his girlfriend wants him to come inside, stop buying weed, I'm going to go inside now. And he's like, you're fucking the cartel. I was like, no, 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 I'm not. Love the cartel, I'm off. <laughs> and I just popped back inside and it was quite a ballsy thing to have said but I was shitting myself and I was rushing I was like oh I don't want to be in this no, so no, off no. I off I went and then I'd say, I was like Joel just buy the weed and come in I just don't care uh, went inside <laughs> and yeah I was like it's very dangerous for me right now and I forgot all about that incident until after the incident I'm going to go into until someone told me about it I was like oh it's probably all linked then and um <laughs> yeah, so, essentially so yeah so because there's loads of police there and like they can see what's going on you know they're all kind of connected uh we're having a great time and i just get it gets about three four in the morning 
was like, oh, I'm actually right. I'm going to go home. You know, it's bed. Uh, you got you safe there? You safe there? Cool. I'm off. It's two blocks away. I'm sweet. So I've walked to the end of the road just on my own, and I've turned left, and I can see the hostel. This the hostel is literally there's a block, and then the hostel. I'm like, cool. And I turned left, and I walked towards the hostel, and then this police car just drives past me. I thought nothing of it until I see it stop and do a three point turn and come back. I was like. I don't know why, instinctively, I knew I was in trouble. Yes, no. I feel like, though, as well, like, classic. Like, even when you're just driving on the road and you see a cop car, you're like, I'm doing something wrong, even though you're doing nothing wrong. (laughs) Yeah. You always have a gut instinct that the cops are coming for you. (laughs) Yeah, and I shit myself. Uh, So I took everything out of my pockets. And I don't know why I thought this would help me, but I split everything in my pockets up. So I put cash in one, one pocket wallet in another pocket, watch it. So I phone in another pocket and key in the other pocket is if they weren't going to search all four pockets. I'm a moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just split it all up. And luckily we'd finished off the little sprinkle of MDMA in the club. So that, oh that baggie God. was gone. You are so they, lucky there. Yeah. Very, very lucky. Then three coppers, they just jump out and they don't say anything to me. They literally just grab me and drag me across the street and throw me against the van we're like, where's the drugs? We know you've got drugs. Give us the drugs. I was like, no, mate. Not me. I don't do drugs. My eyes are like dinner plates, honestly. That's <laughs> fucking massive. And I'm like, no, no drugs here. Yeah, so then they've taken everything out of my pockets, my very well-hidden four things in all four pockets that somehow <laughs> found, and they, they laid them out. They literally laid them in front of me on the side of the truck. And they're like, oh, where's the drugs? It's like, honestly, I don't, I've just drunk. I don't do drugs. I've got nothing on me. I'm just walking back to my hostel, which is right there. And they're like, oh, okay, go. And they gave me back like my iPhone, my wallet and my keys. And I realised my money was missing. And at this point, I'm high as fuck. Like literally, I'm so high that I just think everyone's my mates. There's clearly been a misunderstanding here. And one of them's just forgotten to give me back the money. So I turned to him. <laughs> yeah, this is where I probably should have kept my eyes shut. And I was like, oh, my money's missing. No, I blow English. I was like, oh, that seems strange. They, they spoke Spanish, they spoke English a minute ago. Oh, you know what? Clearly another mistake of mine. And my, my Spanish must be that good already. Um, so I turned to her. I was like, ah, oh, sir, yo quiero my dinero, porfa. And that was a fucking mistake. <laughs> that that was. Can you, ex- can you explain if someone doesn't know Spanish what you just said? Oh yeah, I said, uh, sir, I want my money back, please, please. Very polite, I thought. Nice. Um, yeah, and yeah, clearly they didn't like that. The fucking machine gun that the guy was already holding, he's clicked it. I don't know what he's done, but that click is enough to make my arsehole start twitching, and I'm like, I'm in trouble here. And then they pull down the back of the van and like, you're under arrest. I was like, what? I said, no, 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 please, 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 please. I've no shame. I was begging. I was shitting myself. I thought, yeah. I'd, I'd literally been told a story that day about a man who got arrested by the police and was basically, he didn't have any money to give the police. So they took him, they put him in like a dog cage and he just got anally raped for a month. Now, I'm sure this is a lie, <gasps> but this is the story That's I've heard fucked. that day. That's fucked. Oh my God. That makes me so scared because. I don't know if you've listened to our other Travel and Drugs episode, but you'll hear that I got caught with weed in Colombia and I didn't have any money. I was in Tyrone National Park trekking and I didn't have anything to give them. 
He ended up giving me the weed back as well. It was so weird. You'll just have to listen to the story. Same with anyone listening. But that makes me feel extra lucky because I remember shitting myself being like, I've got nothing to give them. Yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't police that have done this to this person, but, yeah, it was really, really fucked. And so I'd heard that story today and I was just like, I am in a lot of trouble here. Like, I've got a gun pointed at me. They've clicked it. The back of the van's down. And I'm sure they were doing it just to scare me, but it fucking worked and mm. I've never been more scared in my life and I just thought that's it I'm going to die that's all I could think was I'm going to die I am about to die here on this street corner in Tulum and I was like uh, no 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 please, please please keep the money keep the money I'm very sorry and suddenly they could speak English again which you know classic yeah shock <laughs> shock they could speak English all along the little tricksters plot um, twist yeah no one saw that one coming did they <laughs> definitely not fucking me that's for sure um, so they were like um, they were like fine go and the next bit is probably the bit that sickens me the most to my stomach it really pissed me off I actually shook all their hands to say thank you for letting me go and to this oh day God. yeah I hate myself to this day for that moment. Like they've literally mugged you and you shook their hands to say, thank you for mugging you. That's what I've done. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's it's almost instinct. Like, thanks for not killing me at least. (laughs) But you did have something to be thankful for. Maybe remember that when you think about how much you hate yourself for shaking their hands. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, thanks for not kidding me, guys. You're all stand-up guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, so ended up going back to the hostel. I'm like, fine, go. So I've gone back to the hostel. I've messaged my mates back home. I'm like, you would not believe what's just happened to me. I can't, I literally can't stop shaking. Then my friend Nidia comes back later. Like, it's daylight at this point. She's like, why are you awake? And I tell her, and she's just going mad. I'm like, look, there's nothing you can do. The police have gone. Mm. But I just, like, I'm, I literally can't stop shaking. And then... I'm usually all right and I come down. I had to go to six separate occasions the next day. I had to go to the toilet to vomit. Like, I was in such shock. And I sat there and I was sat in, like, the hostel kitchen the next day. And everyone's, like, sprightly moving around. You just see me in the corner, just, like, pale. And I can see this, like, this couple in the distance. And they're, like, staring at me. Like, oh, why the fuck are you staring at me? Did I do something stupid last night? Like, why are you looking the at me? Fear, the absolute yeah. fear. I'm like... Do you know the police that mugged me? Do you know I shook their hands? What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> and, uh, so I was just like, oh, fucking, why are they looking at me? Why are they looking at me? And then I could see them coming over. I'm like, oh, God, why are you coming over? Why are you coming to see me? And I'm like, oh, hey, how are you doing? So I'm like, good, thanks. You? And they, were, and they were like, yeah, were you in uh, in in Borneo in Kota Kinabalu last year? I was like, yeah, I was. Were you, were you with your girlfriend? Where is she? Because we, we met you there. Do you not remember? And I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember. Nice, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm not with her anymore. And God, it sounds like a lot of breakups have happened here. Um, <laughs> just suddenly realised that. So like, kick a man while he's down. Like I'm on a trip with like single, and like I've broken up with somebody, and then also I've just been mugged by the police. Thanks, mate. Nice one. I'm having a really great morning at this point. But um, yeah, it was really, it was. As this, and like as my trip continues, I'm I'm still like to be honest with you, but this is two years on nearly, maybe three years. So it'll be three years this year, and I'm still like sometimes when I'm walking, like I live in London now. Even at night, if it's too dark, I sometimes just think, have a little look over my shoulder every now and again. It's just something sits with me that I'm just still a little bit edgy. It's traumatizing to be honest. Like that's like PTSD kind of shit. Like that's 
scary. <laughs> yeah, it was. You have every right to feel that way. That's you're you're valid for that. <laughs> yeah, I th- think like you always know the police are kind of. You always hear people go, "Oh, the police are such bad people." But in the UK, look, I, I, there are there are still some bad eggs, but the police are there to protect you, and that's how you've always seen. That's how it's always seen them. And suddenly seeing it flipped on their heads, and they're the ones that are attacking me. That's when I was like, "What is going on?" Like, I think they just kind of that threw me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is quite confronting, actually, going to countries like that, and and you hear the stories a lot. Like you would know about it from being in the hostels. Like it, it's quite common. I don't want to scare people. Yeah. <laughs> and I like I love Mexico so much, and there's so much more outside of that. But it is one of those things that you do hear about, and it's quite confronting. Yeah, I find I find the the, the east coast of Mexico, so like Cancun, especially. Like I didn't go to Cancun because it's full of like spring bakers and just. Just people on holiday, yeah. really, and that's not yeah. the vibe when I'm backpacking. So I didn't go there, but that's kind of where a lot of it happens, I find. And then Tulum, because everyone goes from Cancun to Tulum for like a couple yeah. of days. So I found that, I think that's why I got it bad there. Like, I didn't have any other instance with the police um, the rest of my trip. Like, I went to Colombia. I was very careful when I carried coke me. Because, interesting fact, you know, legally you're allowed to carry a gram of cocaine on you in Colombia. Oh my god, no! But I keep referring back to this drug episode. You'll hear about me with like a bag of coke in my underwear. To be honest, and I got like they had a raid. Anyway, don't want to go on about it. But I had a gram on me, and if I knew that, I would have not shipped bricks like I did. Well, it's legal to carry a gram on you, and we knew this. But if you say it to the police, they are not happy and they'll just do no. something else. They will still get that well, money out of I you. was going to say, like, yeah. quote, unquote, it's legal, but it's like they, they, it's, <laughs> yeah. they were going to fuck you up over it anyway. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for sharing, Simon. When we finish up our chats, we ask our guests all the same question. So looking back, what advice do you wish you could have given yourself? Uh, don't ask my money back. Like <laughs> <laughs> just accept it. Do you remember you, how much it was as well? Like was it? Oh uh, yeah, I didn't tell you that bit, did I? It was um, it was five hundred pesos, which is twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> what a cock! Like so not worth it. Yeah. The things you do when you're high, you just think it with your friend. Preparing flight BKK four two zero. For landing. Fasten your seatbelts. You're in for a recap. MJ Sav, what do you think of Simon's absolute shit show of an adventure? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Two words. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. The bit that kills me is that he's shaking their hands afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for, I I guess it would be like a sense of relief from not being arrested after that threat, but like shaking their hands, like, thank you so much, sir. Have a good evening. (laughs) Thank you so much for robbing me and not arresting me. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for harassing me. And my favourite part about that is, is like how like they gave him back everything else, but not the money. And like, because he was so fucked, he he genuinely thinks it's an error. Like he's like, oh, what about the money as well? Like surely, like, oh, it must be a mistake. Like you gave me everything else. Like (laughs) (laughs) the audacity of it as well. It's just like in that situation, you would just be like, okay, cool. Thanks for giving back everything else. Like, see ya. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> what gets me the most is when the next morning, obviously, like when you're coming down as well, everything is heightened tenfold and he meets those people that he's met previously on another trip and they ask him where his girlfriend is. <laughs> Just like, oh my God, if I wasn't coming down like a sack of shit already, I fucking am now. <laughs> I know it's so good. I'm going to throw Simon under the bus here, but um, Simon actually told me off recording another funny story about him and a girlfriend that he had this girlfriend and for Christmas he bought her like this Iceland Blue Lagoon like package over Valentine's Day and then... Jesus. I know. Nice present. Sign me up. I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) No, but then he went there and like it's like a full proper package so you get like your drinks included, like all these things. Like it's a couple's package, right? So he gets there and like the same kind of thing happened. The lady working at the Blue Lagoon's like, where's your girlfriend? And like everyone just kept asking him where his girlfriend was and like he just had to have all the, like they gave him like extra beer tokens, like felt really bad for him. It turned out to be really great to be honest. Good on him for still going, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. I would have gone for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys aren't big Friends fans, but that is basically the exact version of events that happens when Ross says the wrong name at his wedding. So he says Rachel's yes. name instead of Emily's. And then Rachel goes on the honeymoon that they were, like, they were supposed to go on because Ross asked her to go. So she goes to Greece on this honeymoon and she gets back and um, Ross is like, I'm so sorry that I didn't end up getting on the plane with you. Like, how was it? She was like, oh, it's amazing. Don't worry about it. Ross leaves and, and Monica goes – Really, Rachel? You really had a good time? She's like, no, I didn't have a good time. They kept saying, oh, Mrs. Geller, why are you crying? (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. I love that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Geller, Mrs. Geller. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be mortifying. I know. I know. If anyone listening has a story like that, hit us up because I think they're so funny. Like, one power to you. Like, if you've got a plan trip like that and you still go without the partner I fucking love that like why give up just because the whole just because your love story gave up (laughs) 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 just because someone gave up on you doesn't mean you should give up on the holiday (laughs) (laughs) travel is the one true love right (laughs) preach I know, I know. How would you marry travel if you could? Like what would be at the altar with you? Would it be like how do you do that? Serious Mm. question. What would it be? I mean, what am I marrying? A destination or just travel generally? Could you just get a globe? (laughs) (laughs) Chuck a dress or a suit on a globe? No. (laughs) Like instead of flowers everywhere, they'd just be like passports. (laughs) (laughs) What a dream. I'm sitting here just so confused by this conversation. Yeah, I can tell you. Like, what's going on? Just like, no, guys, no. Cut this. You know, MJ's sitting there like, I'm going to cut this later. Yeah, I'm cutting all of this. <laughs> Ladies, I wanted to do something a little bit different. So obviously we've got our TTT at the start of the episode and we had some crackers, always do, love that for us. But we had a few extras come in that I can't let go and I just wanted to read them out to you guys because I think they're fucking gold and they need to be told on the podcast. Cool? So someone wrote in and they said for their funniest drug-related moment overseas – they tried to buy drugs in Vancouver and was offered $40 blowjobs from a lady with a throat stormer. <laughs> What's a throat stormer? Oh, my God. 
Is that one of those like holes in the throat that they breathe out of? Oh my yes. god! Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! I don't know. Like, did the lady mean in the hole or in the mouth? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. We were all also forty dollars. Forty dollars is quite reasonable. Oh, I don't know. I've never bought a blowjob before, but I'm just thinking like. Mm. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm really concerned. <laughs> Don't you reckon there's so much to unpack in that one thing? It's like, what? Yes, like, it's like, hang on, I need more more description on this. I know, I wish there was more. I really wish there was more because these were written in not voice notes, right? So, like, mm. usually we get a little bit more detail to it, but these, you've just got that tiny box on Instagram. I'm like, I've got so many questions. <laughs> right. Here's another one that I got that was fucking hilarious. Hiding a bag in my ear, thinking a Hong Kong cop wouldn't notice. Jokes on him, he didn't. (laughs) 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 That's fucking again. So many questions. A bag, a bag of what? I'm gonna say broke, probably. But in your fucking ear. Are you okay? Like, was the, like, how many grams were in there? Was it just a gram? Was it a couple of grams? Like, what the fuck? I love how that was where you automatically go, like, clearly he's like the cops come into a situation where they shouldn't be doing what they're doing and they've panicked and they've put the fucking bag in their ear. Oh, weird. <laughs> I think the thing that bothers me the most about that is that there's just so many other places you could have put that. Yeah. Clearly so that many other fucked. places. Yeah. Just put it in your underwear or something. I don't know. Maybe they like, didn't have time though. Like, do you know what I mean? If the cops there and like, what? Like, it's pretty obvious if you put your hand down your pants, but maybe you could like pretend to put your hair behind your ear and like just put the baggie in while you're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You've clearly got to be off your head to think your ears are good hiding spots. <laughs> well, well, it worked. It paid off in the end. So mustn't be yeah that crazy. We're, we're laughing at him, but yeah, it worked. So. <laughs> It came off seamless. Now, this last one I can relate with. Someone wrote in and said, not having rolling papers and using a Macca's receipt paper to roll a joint. (gasps) (laughs) Is that like harsh as fuck? (laughs) I remember one time actually I used a receipt to, this is getting a bit graphic, but snort a line of coke. Anyway, I used a receipt and it was like, I just got my nails done. So it was my receipt from getting my nails done. And I was like, I felt like such a basic bitch, like snorting a lot of coke with my fake nail receipt. (laughs) (laughs) What about when you were staying with us, Sav, and we didn't have, because Charlie and I never hold cash and you had that one (laughs) note that was from the Middle East and I still have that note to this day. And whenever we don't have a no, because I used to have no, it no. Um, blue tacked on my wall. The best part about that is that that note was worth about the equivalent of 35 cents in Australian dollars. So oh. it was like high rollers. <laughs> and that note now is so flimsy. Like it's like falling apart. It's like ripped on the corners and stuff from being unstuck from the blue tack so many times. <laughs> What fun times. Love it. Gosh. I really enjoyed those little snippets that people wrote in. Um, If anyone is so inclined, more of those, please. Hit us up. Yeah, it's hilarious. 
I'm enjoying it. I think I like what I like is like I like the TTT how we get a little bit more of a story. That's really fun. But I think having so many questions, like the pressure of how tiny that box is, is it makes it funny because you're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> Need more info. So many questions. So yeah. little time. So send them in. We would love to discuss your situations. What a fun week, ladies. Yeah. Interesting week. Loved it. Also, am a little bit shook from Simon's story, if I'm being honest. I do have a lot of anxiety about that. <laughs> a lot of anxiety. I know, no, I need to say this because, like, before we recorded, MJ was like, oh, I don't know, I don't really want to go there anymore. And I do want to say, like, been to Mexico before and there's something that I hate is that when the media portrays a certain country in a certain light and it does put people off going there. And I felt really bad when MJ said that because – I don't want anyone to get scared and not go to Mexico because of this story. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. And, and these things can happen everywhere. So, you know. I do really want to go. I still really want to go. I just think I would be much more vigilant. And I think I probably wouldn't let my guard down the whole time I'm there because I'm an anxious mess anyway. <laughs> and now having that story in the back of my mind, I'm just going to be have my wits about me. Yeah. I'll back you up, Charlie. I've been to Mexico three or four times now and – Never had any issues and done way worse than what Simon had done. So. <laughs> um. Okay, that's really Ooh, reassuring. Okay. No, 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 that's reassuring. That's reassuring, Sab. Thank you. I needed to hear that. <laughs> no, I think it's just like anywhere you just got to keep your wits about you. But that's that's true of it. To be honest, that's true of anywhere you travel to. Like you could be somewhere quote safe unquote like America and get hit by a bus. Do you know what I mean? Like you just you've got to be smart no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like, I've been to Bali a million trillion times and I've never had like a really bad encounter, but that, I've heard stories of Bali in the same instance where Ooh. like, you know, bad things have you happened. You just reminded me, ne- next time we have like a robbery episode, I'll tell you my Bali story. Mm, oh my please, God. Please. Yeah, I've also been robbed in in Bali as well. <laughs> <laughs> you just said, I've, I've never felt unsafe there. Yeah, oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I said that I was like, actually, I've been robbed in Bali. I also ended up like hanging out with these people that had guns in the back of their pockets and locked True. us in a hotel room and wouldn't let us out. <laughs> oh, and like so. the story on the motorbike as well where that guy tried to kidnap me. Yeah, there's actually been quite a few stories. Sounds like you've had more issues in Bali than we have in Mexico. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I'm, like, really scared to go to Mexico. (laughs) Well, I can't wait to unpack those stories on future episodes, but otherwise, Mm. great week, ladies. It's been fun. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of One Night in Bangkok. If you have a crazy travel story, tell us about it. You can send us an email, tell us at onenightinbkk.com or hit us up on Instagram at onenightinbkkpodcast. This podcast was born from our shared love of travel and everything it adds to our lives. Until next time, we'll leave you with a snippet of how travel has changed you. I guess it's just made me who I am now. Like all the stories and all the people I met and all the adventures and good and bad times just shapes who you like later become.